recording. Thank you, Craig. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Jordan. <laughs> you good? Uh, I don't know. I was too busy focusing on the bot and how he says now recording. He's kind of, he's beautiful. What do you think Craig looks like? Um, pretty sexy. I mean, he looks, he looks like a little bear. Look at that. Look. He's literally a little bear. Oh, is that a bear? I just like I just saw that. Wait, there's like actually a there's actually a thing for Craig. Look at the image. Look, look at. The, look oh at the yeah, yeah. He's in the. Oh wow. No, that's not Craig. That's Craig's. That's just Craig's profile picture. Oh, I thought he looked like like Haida from Agretzko when I first saw it. I don't. I don't like to think that Smokey the Bear has that voice. It's kind of weird. Hmm. <laughs> I hope not. Oh Lord, what's going on, uh, people? Uh, it's your boy, uh, Aiden. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, uh, dude. You haven't uh, today. I'm joined by the same people, Jordan, Joseph. Wow, wow. we're professionals. I, I know, right? Really we had we said our names and everything. I'm like um, <laughs> a little. I feel like we have a better way. We should have a better way to introduce ourselves. I don't know. Yeah, we probably should, but like, will we? Uh, we'll figure it out. No. Or nah, not. janky's how we roll. It's fine. <laughs> um, so today, uh, uh, dude, you haven't. Uh, we're looking at Mr. Jordan uh, because, dude, you haven't seen the road to El Dorado. I know it's weird. It's I mean, the thing is though, like, it came out in what 2000. I wasn't even born yet. So I'm just surprised you guys like went That's back your and fault, lost bro. it at some point. <laughs> hey, okay. So my parents seem to be more along the lines of Disney rather than rather than DreamWorks, it seems, until Shrek came out. I feel like that was kind of everybody though. Wasn't yeah, it? that was most people. Was this pre-Shrek? How did you guys, how did you guys y- yes, it was pre-Shrek. Shrek was 2001. Yeah. So like how did you guys come across um Road to El Dorado then? Uh, I think my family just had it on like DVD or VHS, whichever one. Yeah, me too. We I just like kind of had it, and it's really good. Like I only watched it, so I watched it once as like a kid, and I kind of barely remembered it. And then I watched it again in high school, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot how good this was." And then I watched it again last this week, and I was like, "Oh, forgot how good it was." Like it's such a good movie, but like I never remember it. <laughs> I think that's a, the problem. I think I feel like people are starting to like appreciate it a lot more now. Like when it came out, people were like, "Eh, whatever," and now people are like, "Yo, yeah. it's kind of good though." I can imagine by two thousand, they were looking at this movie like, "Oh, it's DreamWorks trying to be Disney," and then I think now people are appreciating more for what it is. Go on. Yeah. Well, so when it came out, it was like it was early two thousand, so it was at a time when people were kind of like less interested in hand animated. Yeah, uh, and the start of CG kind of came out. Also, it received really bad box office reviews. Act like it performed poorly and did not get good reviews because it was like an inappropriate kids movie. <laughs> was it, all, didn't it also like not marketed well? Like they marketed it yes. as this like historically accurate film, and it was not that. It did. They did Road to El Dorado as dirty as they did Treasure Planet, which is still my favorite Disney movie, no cap. That's such a good movie. It's my guys, favorite Disney guys, movie. Guys, when we look yes. back around to other guys, I have I don't remember it at all. What? Treasure Planet? Treasure Planet. I oh, don't you, remember it. You bastard. What? Have you that. seen it? I probably saw it when I was Dude, like three you haven't or seen four. Treasure Planet? <laughs> 
Ha-ha, he said the thing. He said the Love title. Ha-ha. Hey, get it? That's our name of our podcast. Ha-ha. Wow, that was funny. Yeah, genius. I mean, um, all right. So let's just fucking talk about these titties. So okay, but Jordan, my first question, bro. That opening like musical thing. Like, I guess the music in general. What did you think of our Lord and Savior Elton John singing every but one song? <laughs> Two songs. Okay, so okay. What? If you no, there's only one, isn't there? It's the tough to be a god. Well, okay, there's like that's like the one song that they sing, but like yeah, it's every the one song, song that's not, not Elton John. I could have sworn there were two. I don't know. Wait, Maybe was there another song that they sing? No, I don't think so. No, they only sing one. Yeah. Okay. So the problem, it I felt like there was a problem, um, in the way you guys marketed the movie to me because when uh, I could have sworn last week. Or the last time we recorded a podcast, you guys were like, oh, it's a pretty good musical. And then when I was watching it, I'm like, this isn't really a musical. We said it was a musical, did we? I think we did. Because I'm going to be real with you. I watched it again, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's music in this. I forgot there was music entirely. (laughs) Like, yeah, because because you guys marketed it to me as a musical, or at least I... remembered you did uh maybe i misremembered but i thought the music from a story standpoint was kind of bad it was a matter of the way it was presented rather than um the songs themselves the songs themselves yeah pretty good pretty interesting but like again um again i think it failed um in the same way like traditional musicals use the music to tell a story like usually when it comes to uh musicals it's like or especially disney renaissance musicals howdy i am craig's cousin lawrence from it we are experiencing technical difficulty and shall return shortly i'm Uh, so confused was he recording or was he not recording okay so this is a great question so it seems you might have to splice the two audios together let me i don't mind I'm just more offended that Craig really yeah. didn't think we were funny enough and just fucking left the call. <laughs> okay, so yeah, no, that's a that was a d- uh, said and done saved recording. So you're gonna have to I... these two together. It's that's fine. Okay, so not. yeah, so the um, so the Disney Renaissance, um, the way the storytelling was done in terms of a musical was like uh, the lead in to music. Um, was was supposed to go from talking and when the or or uh, it was supposed to go from talking to singing to dancing, you know, and then boom, there's your musical number that people call iconic. And yeah, because uh, here I, I was watching. Um, there's this YouTuber I watch uh, called Sideways. Oh, I've been watching he him makes too. Pretty good. Yeah, Sideways is really good. He um, made a point about um, or at least I think it was in the problem with Tarzan video. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole. That's a whole tangent I don't want to get into, but um, that it wasn't as it's not the music isn't as effective when it's not the um, when it's not the characters singing it because you I don't agree. Yeah, you don't feel the characters' motivations or the characters' um, I wants. You know, um, here here's a really good quote I I pulled from one of his recent videos. When a situation becomes too emotional to speak, you start singing. And when the emotions grow too much for singing, you start dancing, singing, and by extension, the song organically grow from the dialogue. You know, I think that's um, the perfect way to represent the way I 
feel I felt about um, like Disney musicals. And when I watched this one, it was like, oh, all of a sudden a disembodied voice is singing. It's like, okay, cool. It's Elton John, but I was taken out of the story. Um, and even then the, and even then when it wasn't Elton John, like it's tough to be a God, it was, it, it just kind of started, you know, the rest of the, it's like what the rest of the natives were like, they just started playing um, to entertain them. And then they just start singing. I didn't really feel there was a proper lead in, you know what I mean? Yeah, fair. that's fair. I mean, to just to play devil's advocate, because like, honestly, the music is not like the most, it's not really an important thing to me in this movie. Yeah, I don't yeah, really no, care if it's there or the not, movie, yeah. which I think speaks to your point. The fact that I really don't give a shit about the music in this movie. I like Tough to Be a God because it's the one they sing. Oh, yeah. And I like, El- I like Elton John. But, like, he's just more of a narrator, I guess. Like, I didn't really, because I, when I think of El Dorado, you know, like, I forgot there was music in it. I didn't really think of it as a musical. So watching it again, I was like, oh. This is a cool little thing. Like, I didn't mind it. Like, it wasn't bad. It, like, just didn't really add, I guess, which is, so it's kind of pointless. But, you know, some pointless things in movies can be good. Entertaining. Like, I like the art of the opening sequence. I think it's really cool. The, like, the Aztec-style animation they do. Yeah. You know what? Um, Okay. So, it's, I felt like it had the same problem as Tarzan. I'm not going to go into the full issues as Tarzan. It's like. My favorite song from Tarzan was what? Bro, was you hating on Monkey Boy? Okay, <laughs> you hated on Phil Collins? Exactly. Okay, so Bro, <laughs> you don't, yo, don't talk shit on Phil Collins. That man claps okay. cheeks. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's not Phil Collins's music. That's. I totally get if people like Phil Collins's music. I'm just not a fan of his voice, especially after how many times I've heard him after listening to like old school radio with my parents for the longest time. And I can feel it calling in the air tonight. Like that song, I absolutely hate it. I'm not gonna lie. Dang, it's not even that it's depressing. yeah, it's not That's even that it's a bad song. I've just heard it so much. And then the way and then the effects that they put on his voice, I kind of I don't like it. You know what I mean? If it's like more organic, where it's just singing and then sure, light auto tune, whatever, that's good. That's like that's what I'm used to. But then it's like, it's like he's five feet away from the mic, and then there's tons of reverb in the room. You know what I mean? But but then when you yeah. th- when I think about the Tarzan, my favorite song was what Trash in the Camp, I think it's called. Oh yeah, same. yes, because, it's the best song. Because it's not because it's not fully Phil Collins. You know what I mean? At least. It starts organically with the characters, you know, playing the inst- playing the things like it's an instrument, like it's instruments. Yes. Like speak English. So I completely agree with you for the Eldorado one. I do, however, disagree slightly on Tarzan purely because, like, um, like the uh, the strangers like me. I felt like like the when you're watching it, I don't know. It gives me chills. I like it. It feels very emotional. Like. I feel like I could see because Tarzan himself, it wouldn't make sense for him to sing. If you're if you're talking about Tarzan, that we're we're not really here to talk about Tarzan, but like in my mind, it's like it doesn't make sense for Tarzan to sing because you know he's kind of a simple-minded creature, and it's the story of him learning to be a human being and discovering emotions he didn't know he had. You know, so I feel like it would have been weird to see Tarzan sing. I think there could have been a, a storytelling way to have him sing and then develop his singing 
you know, throughout the movie, it gets better. I um, guess there there is a I feel like there could have been a way. Like again, yeah, uh, debatably. Again, like when I I remember sitting in um our seventh grade science teacher. Uh, I remember sitting <laughs> in her in her classroom, and then like she would start playing Disney radio when we're working or whatever, and then um and then Phil Collins would come on. I'm like, what movie was this? <laughs> Why do I feel like I don't remember? And the thing is, like when I was 13, I didn't really remember Tarzan. It was not as iconic as, you know, the, the real Disney Renaissance movies like yeah. you know, Little Mermaid and um, Beauty and the Beast and Mulan. You know, I mean, hot was... take. I like Tarzan more than Little Mermaid, but that's just me. Whoa, whoa! whoa. I think that's for another day. That's a yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're going too much into other Disney movies now. <laughs> no, this is um, this this is a discussion about it's relevant. The the effect yeah the effectiveness of using music in your storytelling, and and that that's why I feel like I score the Road to El Dorado differently if I if I rate it as if you market it to me as a musical or you know or just a two thousands hand drawn animation. Bro, you I gotta I mean? go back later and see if we actually said the words musical because i swear to god i didn't even remember there was music in it so i don't think i said that i feel maybe like I, you might have thought that yeah maybe i misremembered maybe it was in the past even other people marketed it to yeah. as musical oh, i don't because i like I even though there is music it. even though there is music i wouldn't market it as a musical yeah no one of the one of the selling points when they were like like advertising it is like oh it's elton john and the other guy here is on the lion king and like the music is like not important to the movie at all it's really not like i will say that um i remember the music from tarzan way more than i remember the music from el dorado like the only one i remember is it's tough to beat a god <laughs> because that's yep. the only good one <laughs> that's the only one he's saying and it's the only good well no, I, the other ones are fine they're, 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 like, i like trail we blaze no, the the music's fine. It's just not super memorable. It's fine, yeah. exactly. I think that's the right word I'd use to describe yeah. it. It's fine. It's but also, I don't think that. Yeah, but also, I don't think that the music. I feel like they had Elton John so they could market the movie. I guess. Yeah. Guess even though they marketed it bad, <laughs> was the but like the music is like Elton. Like the strong point of El Dorado, and this is looking to be transitioning into the next thing I want to talk about. The strong point of El Dorado, uh, is definitely the characters. Uh, Jordan, what was, uh, as your first time viewing this, what did you think of our two boys? Miguel and Tulio? Miguel and Tulio, bro. How did you like them in their relationship? Like powerful gods? <laughs> yeah. You, you know? He gave me loaded dice! <laughs> Dude, that, that opening is probably one of the greatest openings I've ever seen. And it's like, it's like you perfectly get a sense of what these characters are and who they are and what they're doing. I really, really liked that, uh, like the loaded dice, uh, fake fight and all that. Oh man, so oh, it's funny! So good, bro. I could, I could quote most. Like, it's just their banter is so perfect, and like, like you see the distinct, like the state, the, the, the their distinguished personalities. Exactly. But know? then also, really like, it's just, it's such a perfect. But I love when they're fake fighting, and he's like, Tulio goes to grab the sword, and he grabs the, the guy's dagger, and he's like, wait. Wait. No, this. <laughs> or the, you fight like my sister. I fought your sister. That's a compliment. 
they have a really strong dynamic yeah it's i feel like you can't watch that movie without thinking of your own homies you know (laughs) right it's fine i definitely didn't just see you and joseph like fighting right there (laughs) honestly yeah it's very entertaining am i miguel or am i tulio that's for you to find out i think you're more miguel I agree. I suppose in our relationship, I'd be the Miguel. You're definitely more Miguel when he when he, when he's strumming the fucking uke <laughs> for the emotional <laughs> moment, and Tulio just grabs it and he's like, "Stop, stop." That is me when Joseph is playing the ukulele. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't identify myself with Tulio really, but at the same time, um, I think more so between me and Joseph. Yeah, I would be more yeah. Tulio. <laughs> Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, super funny. Just it's it's perfectly consistent, I think. And it what it never uh confused me as to where they were um with each other and I thought and I thought that, you know, they were like good representations for kids about what it's like to have ride or die homies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if even if your boy betrays you at some point, poor a girl, it's they're gonna come back. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, and we'll talk about that later. But I actually, I think that's kind of a perfect friendship betrayal, like from both of them. Like, because it shows, but we'll talk about it. They shows both of their standpoints. But so, yeah. J- Jordan, do you did you? I wrote down a lot of quotes as it went. Did you have a particularly good quote for just that opening chunk of before they get to El Dorado? No, I didn't write down quotes. Oh, it's okay because I did. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite, the best one is so when they when they jump over, um, uh, and Miguel when they jump off the that like building and uh, Miguel's like, "I'll bet you two pestas we can make it." And Tulio's like, "I'll bet you we won't." And they jump in, and like you just see Tulio toss the two coins over the barrel, go over the barrel into his barrel. Uh, but then they start getting carried away, <laughs> and Miguel's like, "Where are we?" <laughs> and Tulio's goes, uh, "We're both. We're crap. Wait, I wrote it. It's we're both in barrels. That's the extent of my knowledge." <laughs> oh yeah, we're both we're both in barrels. The dialogue between them is just so great. I, it really is perfect. Like they never stop being like them. Like even when they're dying on the longboat with with Altivo. He's like, do you have any regrets? My only regret, other than dying, is I didn't have enough soul. Yeah. Your life made me rich. Oh, so what did you think of the most useless villain ever introduced, Cortez? Oh, Cortez. Oh, yeah, he did, like, very little. I... Okay, so the way I thought about the fact that they used a real historical figure in the movie i don't know i feel like wait hmm. he was real hernan cortez <laughs> cortez is real what hernan <laughs> i did not know did this you, you guys didn't know cortez was based on hernan cortez the spanish yeah, joseph what the fuck dude what the heck no one told me about cortez I never knew this. No, it is historically accurate. Cortez does genocide and stuff. No, he doesn't. That's the, that's my problem with his portrayal. He doesn't. Ah, uh, crap. But they don't portray him as doing genocide. Exactly. That's my thing. They don't. They don't. That's the oh, thing. Oh, he it's did. Like, no, they in real life. Yes. Yes. 
Oh, I didn't know. I don't know. The, the Aztec people. The Aztec people. Spanish Inquisition, Jordan. <laughs> that was a different time period. Yes, Anyways, it was. So, the thing, Hernan Cortez, it was literally what happened with, what was him? What was his name? Something Khan? Zekel Khan. Um, oh, the, the priest dude. Yeah, it was literally kind of what he did. It was the the Aztec people like greeted him because they thought he was from the gods, and then boom, they just took over to Nochtitlan and no one expected a suspected a thing. You know what I mean? And then boom, now the Aztecs are enslaved to the Spanish. Wow, and, Jordan's giving me a history fucking lesson. I did not know any of this. Yeah. Again, I again I think I'm just um summarizing and i don't know exactly the the the, like all the perfect history because what that was like one little bit in world history but i think i think you're pretty perfect history you know there was like there was oh 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 (laughs) anyways so i remember learning in spanish um in spanish class my uh junior year of high school like one of the spanish curse words literally brought was brought about because of the spanish treatment of the aztecs you know what i mean wait which one i'm not gonna say it on the podcast say it say it say it okay so fine it's chingar oh yeah oh, that madre. no don't say it don't say it my boy but, rico hits me with that a lot yeah because apparently um the way my spanish teacher described it it was like oh chingar is what the spanish did to the aztec women you know what i mean and why it's such I a learned grand, something oh, today. I did not know that. Yeah, why it's <laughs> such a grand, why it's such a bad curse word, um, is because it was, um, because it was kind of equivalent to like screwing over, or you know, just watering it down, screwing over, or like destroying um, the women or and the people's culture. You know what I mean? And then when I watched Road Oof. to El Dorado. Like, I saw the opening, I saw Cortez, I'm like, is that supposed to be Hernan Cortez? And then I Googled it, yes, it's Hernan Cortez. And then all he did was just look menacing and then put the put Miguel and Tulio in the brig, and I'm just like, uh, that's it? Well, I think, like, he, like we could assume that he would have done that stuff to the El Dorado people had he, like, found it. Sure, sure. It's just, why include a historical figure? Why include a historical figure that was... Um, Although sort of important to the Spanish people, um, why include him? Why include him and then make him look menacing, and then get him to, um, and then get him to the New World, and then not show not show us what he's doing, so that um, we're. I'm sure this isn't what they intended, but in my mind, you can almost think of it as like a, um, a Quentin Tarantino changing the ending of history kind of thing. Like, cause you know, Zuckle Khan leads him to there, and had um, Tulio Miguel not uh, destroying the 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 entrance, they probably would have taken over and killed everybody. And it's kind of like a oh, like a uh, a breath of relief, sigh of relief moment when he doesn't, even though I didn't even know that. So like now I'm looking at it like that almost, but um, yeah. that My... might have been a reason people didn't like it. But hey, Cortez. Bro, he comes out. He comes out swinging though when they get on the brig, and he looks at them, fucking stone faced, and he goes, "My crew was careful, was chosen as carefully as the <laughs> disciples of Christ." And I'm just like, "Damn." <laughs> you know, okay, again, 
I and feel he like he this of them to the sugar plantations, and he, he does. Like, All right, Cuba, Cuba. <laughs> I feel like I don't know. I feel like they could have used a fictional Spanish leader, and it worked. Would have worked just as. Well. I do think Cortez was not the best utilized, or as well utilized as he could have been. I agree entirely. Yeah, again, I don't know. I think, and even then, like Zeko Khan wasn't that great of a villain either for me because it was literally just like oh this is our traditions they're not with our traditions or they're not they're not gods that we they're not the gods that we expected and i'm like okay they're not down with murder yeah i'm like okay so (laughs) if if it is if it has been spoken by your presumed gods if it has been literally spoken why aren't you trusting it and you say you're faithful i mean he does trust it for a while. Like we get yeah. a fat chunk through the movie of him agreeing and he only he only questions it once he sees Miguel bleed. He kind of yeah. does like you like, you can see he's like upset the entire time, but uh when when he sees Batman versus Superman, he's just like, "Wait, gods don't bleed." Haha. <laughs> Reference to a shitty movie. Congrats! Thank you. Such a bad. I want an award. It's so bad. He's like, (laughs) he's like put off by like that they're not doing what he'd expect them to do, um. But like he doesn't like not trust them until like he like figures out that they're not actually gods. Yeah, like he wants to. He like really, like like when he sets up that game, he's like kill these bitches. Like he's very like he's into it. Like them. Even though he doesn't like everything they've been saying, he's like, whatever, you're divinity, I'm not. I uh, like silence too. I mean, I don't I don't know where to bounce off from that because Yeah, it's... we should let's go let's go back to like going in order of things. Um what do you think of Altivo and his introduction, the original Maximus, the OG horse? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you wait, Maximus who? Oh from Tangled. Oh God, I don't. He does have. He does act very similarly. He to also him, looks he? like Max. Miss. He also looks. But like in Max 2D. Yeah. What do you call it? Flynn is just Tulio with shorter hair. <laughs> I think Flynn <laughs> is like a perfect combination of Miguel and Tulio. Tulio and Miguel. My powerful, powerful gods. <laughs> That's... That was. That was. That's a great quote. That was gorgeous. Okay, so you know, you know me and animals. I don't know, you know, like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really pay attention or care. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, that's big sad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I know you don't like animals, but it's a horse. It's not a dog hey, or a cat. <laughs> let's it's not an animal. It's a horse. Let the record show. It's not that I don't. Care for animals. He just, just despises them with all no, of his No, 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 heart. stop. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. You're going to ruin my public image as if I had one. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's just a matter of, it's not a matter of I don't care for them. It's just more like I, um, I'm not as concerned with them as I am with people, you know? Like some, pe- like some dog people are, or like some cat people are, or just some animal people in general there um some people are are a lot more focused on animal issues and animal abuse than um than human issues it's that's their prerogative i 
I'm not gonna um, say they're wrong for it. I'm just saying like I more so focus on human issues and caring. That's about my prerogative. Da, na, na. That's a great song. I can do what I want to do. It is. I like Bobby Brown, dude. I can't name another Bobby Brown song other than prerogative, but I like it, dude. Dude, you don't know. Oh God, nope. I can't think of a title either. <laughs> dude, dude, tell. Wait, no. I'll give. I will PayPal any one of you if, if fifty bucks in the next ten seconds if you can name me another MC Hammer song other than "Too Legit to Quit" or "Can't Touch This." Nope. Exactly. Nope. I couldn't. One hit wonders, bro. It always infuriates one. me. It always. I always like. I want to know. Can you show me? Can you Something's- show me? Familiar with the strangers likely Phil Collins. Well, we really brought it back to Tarzan. Dude, that was Bam. a full circle comeback. Wow, we're and Bam we're... Disney. Bam Disney is incredible. Yeah, dude. Are you saying okay, you sound just Are you telling me that you wouldn't be impressed if we actually someone was gave a shit enough about us to sue us, especially Disney? I feel honored personally. That would be <laughs> dude, honored to be sued by Disney. People notice us. You know what I'm saying? Like what? It's yeah. not just mutuals and mutual friends that um, check out yeah. this podcast. What? <laughs> uh, don't worry. It's not like I saw the analytics of our last show and was slightly depressed. So no one's listening, Jordan. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. I mean, sad, but good, but sad. Let's say something controversial. Um, hot Pockets are only okay. Jo- uh, dude, I'm leaving the call. Oh, wait, <laughs> Joseph, you want to start a war, son? Choco Tacos? <laughs> Trash. Excuse me? Trash. Actually, the trash tier, the trash tier 7-Eleven ice cream. I don't. I am fuming, and I don't know if I can continue this conversation with you guys. I'm going to be real. Wait, what flavor of Hot Pockets are you having a problem with? I, I just was trying to think was of something to, to say. Something funny. Oh. <laughs> Damn, Jordan. <laughs> okay, so after after uh, they uh, they get Altivo, I really liked that scene though of them getting Altivo to give him the the keys because oh, like, yeah. you see them kind of going insane in the jail, and I just like how despite the fact that like Miguel gets him out, he's like he's a horse, he doesn't know the word pry bar, but he drops <laughs> the fucking keys and just Tulio's just like it's still not a pry bar, still not a pry bar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I liked that. I liked that much. Um, well, I like you, so how about that? You want to go on a date? No. Fuck. I'll go on a date with you. Yeah, I know just, you will, because I know you love me. Let me just go on a date with you in Texas. As uh, You don't... I'll come to you. That's I'm a gentleman. Far. I'll come to you. <laughs> That's far, dude. You don't okay. know that. Yeah, so like again, like I, said, like I said, though, I don't, I didn't really pay attention to Altivo or um, all that much because I was too busy focused on the main characters. Unless you know, Altivo is the main character, which he kind of is, but like, eh, he kind of is, but character. like, he's, he doesn't really do much. Yeah, he's just acting as a horse. He is yeah. a horse. And then he just kind of reacts. He's, some, he's, like, he's, he's animation relief, he's comedic visual relief. Yeah. Okay, but what about Chell? <laughs> oh! Uh, yes. Oh, my me! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. low-key, though. Like, not even low-key. Fucking high-key, bro. Chell enters the room, 
and I was immediately like, damn, I knew she was a very attractive young lady, but I was not prepared for the reaction I had to Chell to be as incredible as it was. <laughs> what do you mean? Bro, Chell got me going, though. I was like, oh, okay, damn, girl, you thick as hell. She's, yeah. Okay, can I, yeah. One thing I really appreciated about the art style of this movie was that the wi- the, when the women, the women are hot, they are hot. Like, even back in Spain, when it showed the hot women, I'm like, whoa, wait a second. The rain in Spain falls mainly in the plain. I did not Is it a reference that. to something? That's a yeah. song, dude. Uh, oh. That's a reference to My Fair Lady, Neither of You Love Me, Neither of You Came to See the High School Production of My Fair Lady. No, I'm Bet that was a raid night, and that's why I didn't come. That's fair. It... Yeah, understandable. Okay. I don't know what my excuse was, but I'm sorry anyways. Yes, sorry, Jordan. Continue that thought. <laughs> yeah, so like, so like, it was, she was, what, the femme fatale character, which was obvious. But like, at the same time, she wasn't femme fatale? I don't know. Maybe, because the way I... The way I saw Chell was like, initially like, oh, she's she's supposed to be femme fatale, but then she just came in. And it's like, oh no, she's just interested in Tulio, you know? Well, she's Did not she... just interested in Tulio. Sure, sure, sure. Like, sure, leaving the city, um, going her own way. Sure, I like that much. Um, it's just like at a certain point in the story, she wasn't, she wasn't much of a, much of a. Aztec culture interpreter as yes as it was yeah someone distract excuse me someone distracting Tulio you know fair fair fair, fair. there was like the one thing that she did that she told them about and then after that that was kind of it yeah the the how do you say Zibalba 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 yeah yeah no I would have appreciated more of that or and yeah. then explaining the goal of the ball game and then <laughs> there that's it. Or she throws the armadillo. Bro, the ball game is so good. That's a good, good. scene. Oh, That's a great scene. It's such a good scene. Bro, the armadillo going back and forth. And it's kind of perfect because they think they're gods. So, like, this weird shit that's happening low-key makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> wow, they are powerful. Yeah. Oh. I also really like the Shibaba scene because I just like like how <laughs> shit Chelsea like, fucking idiots don't and they just look at <laughs> each other and like and they start throwing the gold into the water and they just like drop to their knees like no stop we're like so wait depressed. no wait a second so if if Zeko Khan lived going through Shibaba then couldn't they all just escape through there and find the gold no okay I no, wrote well, this note I wrote this note twice i literally wrote um what doesn't the gold just go to the entrance like fucking zuckle khan couldn't they just get it later exactly like they had so much like wouldn't like there be a beach scared. of gold that they've been like throwing somewhere unless there's a civilization out there that was just like you know take that did themselves. upset me that, that was just kind of yeah vulture me. stealing vulture stealing all that gold whenever they sacrifice it to the spirit world quote unquote well, do they would they normally throw the gold down there? Like, don't they normally like sacrifice people there? And then like, yes. like they were like, no, we want the gold, and then that's why they threw the gold down there. Yes. 
Does that mean none of the people? Does that mean none of the sacrifices were sacrifices? <laughs> well, I mean, like they probably could have died. Like he, Zeko Khan probably just got like lucky. Maybe yeah. it was too much. Um... Well, they typically cut the head off, right, and then kick it down. Like when they were about to sacrifice that dude, the guy had his weird sword stick thing up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So they kill him before of... they go in. That remind me of Kotal Khan from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, that same I think that, that same point. weapon. Yeah, I think that's what he's based or Kek, whatever. Yeah, the Kotal Khan yeah, just on Aztec gods. Yes. Yeah, naturally. Yes. Oh, can we just discuss the greatest ex machina in a movie ever? The volcano. I know. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was way too lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, literally, that volcano made the movie. It could have been over in twenty minutes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, when when animated movies do do ex machinas, it's always like nice and funny. It's never like it's never yeah. like jarring to the story. It's always just good a good joke. You yes. Know? It's like it's like not the same when like I don't know, the Star Wars sequel trilogy does it, but um when ex machinas happen in animated movies, they it actually like it's actually good. For the storytelling. Oh, Jordan, that was like a climax or anything. What'd you say? Like, sorry, no, Joseph, go ahead. Um, it's not like that moment was the climax or anything. Like, it was just like a like normally like like writing like coincidence to get your characters out of conflict is bad, but like I feel like that moment was like insignificant enough for like an ex machina to be just like a fun joke. Yeah, it was. Yes, early enough in the movie to actually like want something for the audience to like want something to happen so they kind of had to use the ex machina yeah yeah it's just funny it, it's like the movie would have been over right there if that volcano hadn't gone off it's just kind of great mm -hmm. um but jordan my most important question to you is where was chell keeping the dice <laughs> her clavage yeah the clavage it had to be the clavage the fuck's a clavage <laughs> Cleavage. Oh, it must be a. Oh, this must be a girl house. <laughs> That's a no. Monster House reference for you. I, yes. Wow, I barely remember Monster House. I remember Lasered. watching it. Yeah, I remember watching it when I was like what seven or eight, whenever it came out, and I remember like being scared to death of it. It's terrifying. I was it's pretty why. terrifying. It's like well, I didn't like finish the movie, like so I didn't get like the resolve. <laughs> so like I just had the scary bits in my bed in my head when I was going to sleep. Great, you know there were, um, like when I was a kid, the the main movies that like freaked me out, kind of gave me nightmares, like Monster House, Coraline, and um, Harry Potter, and one of the Harry Potters. I Half think it Blood was Prince, you know, I Probably Half Blood Prince. Maybe it was Order of the Phoenix. Anyway, let's bring it back to uh, the Rotel Dorado. Um, what movies have we talked about? We've talked about like 10 movies today. <laughs> <laughs> because the Rotel That's Dorado the... transcends media. It's um, that good. Um, I feel like since it's so short and it's a comedy, there isn't too much to say, not going to lie. So that's why I feel like, of course, we're going to transition to talking about other movies. Yeah. Did you like Chief Buddha Belly? Who? Oh, the chief. Oh, the chief. Chief Buddha Belly, Tani, Chief Tani. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I think he's he was nice. a nice contrast to Zeko Khan. Um, yeah. In what do you call it? The way they both interpreted what their own culture. Yeah. Or I mean, I I agree, and I really like him. But I like my main problem with him is he is the chief of an Aztec civilization. So why was he so like opposing to Zekel Khan? Like that I mean, never it like it didn't make sense to me. He was like not really he didn't really like the sacrificing and he like was very clearly like trying to stop Zekel Khan's like shit. But he's an Aztec chief, wouldn't he like fully believe in literally everything? That's true. I mean, I I think for like the purpose of like the story, like Zekel Khan is like the one who's like, "Ooh, we gotta kill people," and the chief is like the guy who's like not done with killing, but like within the context of the setting, like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Hmm. Okay. I guess. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. My one of my questions to you guys, if you could explain it. Yes. I, I doubt you will be able to. How <laughs> did the Aztecs speak English slash Spanish? Okay, so you see, when when they go th- through the gate into El Dorado, bro, they uh are gre- they are greeted by the gods themselves, uh, and they are given the 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 the, the language. That's my best explanation. Maybe they are actually theory theory El Dorado theory. Um, maybe bef- before they enter the gate. They're like killed or like knocked unconscious, and the whole movie's a dream or something. Or simply they just died at sea. Yeah, maybe they could have the whole whole could have been a hallucination. (laughs) (laughs) From their lack of water. Oh, I I forgot to wrote I forgot to mention I wrote this down. How did they end up on land when they were rowing in circles? I love that scene. It's like, oh, they're suddenly on sand when they're dying. They just suddenly reach sand. And then and it literally shows us seeing them row in circles. Yeah. And then how Bro, they... the dimensions of that longboat changes every That's single true. scene. <laughs> I didn't notice that. It Because, dude, Altivo gets in it, and then it looks huge. And then when you see them rowing it, it's kind of tiny. And then it's like, it's, it's weird. It, it, it changes. <laughs> Um, well, Jordan, I, yeah, it is a comedy. There's not a whole lot. The one, like, part of this movie I did want to talk about and get your, like, opinion on was, so, it's like, like the whole job. conflict between, yeah, well, the blowjob is great. That's just, that's that's <laughs> not even debatable. That's just a, a great what? time. When... Joe gives Tulio a blowjob. What? Bro! Yeah, when she seduces him. What? This was part of the movie? I didn't even... Yes. yes. Bro, remember it's when heavily comes? And she, like, gets up off his dick? Dude, they are definitely... Okay, I'm pulling, the, like... I'm pulling the movie up right now. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, my God. She, bro, when she gets up off of him, when she gets up off of him, she's not, like, above, like, where... It, she, like, they're not kissing. She's not, like, at that level. She gets off his crotch. <laughs> Okay, we're. I'm googling this. I'm. I'm googling this. Okay, I'm, we're cutting. We're cutting it here. <laughs> we're cutting the, yeah, we're cutting this bit out. I'm. God damn it, out. Jordan. <laughs> I'm using the bit up until like right now. Damn it, Jordan's way. making me edit. <laughs> no, seriously. I okay. So you're saying this was when? 
Uh, okay, remember when, remember when they happening. make out, and then like they literally when Zekulkan arrives at the temple to talk to Tulio, they she gets up off of him. I know the quote. She's like, "What? What do you think the priest would say oh, if he saw a god with me?" And he goes, "Uh, lucky god." Lucky god. <laughs> I remember that lucky god moment. Yes. Also, in the opening sequence, the armadillos have sex. That's kissing. That's kissing. They are not. No, kissing. they're not kissing. That is he's like, he's like, he's like going, whoa. Like, like he's like, he's like making noises as like, no, it's regardless, regardless. That's, that's Joseph, have you ever gotten a blowjob? I have, and I think it's a blowjob. I have, and I don't think it is. I've had more. What do you mean more? I've had more blowjobs. You don't know how much. <laughs> Jordan, in, in the time between when I was 15 and lost my virginity, the two and a half years of and the, and the two months of <laughs> I think it's fairly safe to say I've had more blowjobs. Okay. But regardless, no, dude, it sounds like, it sounds like, okay, it sounds like kissing of a neck or like kissing Yeah, it of, was some kind of neck. Or like, <laughs> no, okay. Dude, that sounds like kissing stomach or kissing neck. Sure, she could be at not head level, but regardless, it's not kissing lips, but it sounds like kissing. Well, bro, blowjobs could sound like kissing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. Let's agree to disagree yeah, on this one. I Me and Joseph. It. The internet thinks it's a blowjob, okay? And the internet's never wrong as far as we're Considering concerned. the tone of the movie, I think it makes sense that it's a blowjob. I agree. Let me watch this again. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to. Let me, let me listen to this again. Joseph, I think Jordan just wants she's to literally saying, a blowjob again. She's like, she's like, wah, da, da, wah, da, da. Like, who, 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 who blows a guy like that? Yeah, da, 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 da. Nah. Like, <sighs> Jordan, we're going to agree to disagree on this one. I, Joseph, <laughs> we're keeping the blowjob fantasy alive. I swear. It's a blowjob. That's it's a blowjob. That has to. I'm going to debate this until my, my deathbed. This is Welcome not... back to Blowjob Corner. <laughs> I swear this isn't. Uh, so actually, our next podcast. Thanks for uh, listening, guys. It's gonna be called uh, "Is it a blowjob or not?" And we're just gonna go through scenes in movies and discuss whether or not it was a blowjob. I'm, I'm broken on the inside. Yes. Okay, but the one part that wait, I totally forgot the one part of this movie I did want to talk about with you is what did you think of the whole the way that they did the um conflict between Tulio and Miguel. Um, nice and simple. It was simple. It wasn't very deep. It was like, oh, we have a conflict of interest now. You went back on your word. And then, okay, there, it's over. And then, boom, they found the time to... And then, boom, they found the time to come back together, do their fake fighting bit, and then now they're friends again. You know what I mean? Yeah, was... I mean, well, but Miguel was still pissed at him when they do the fake fighting bit. Like, he's pretty pissed up until yeah. he gets on the boat with them. Sure, sure. I... Like, it was one of those things where he was, like, fake fighting, but, like, like what he was saying, he meant what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I got that much. Yeah. I mean, to me, I really liked it because it was so simple. Like, it really felt yeah. like a fight between two really good friends 
Yeah. And like, like that's what it really is. Is you're like, you're like, motherfucker, you suck. Like, it's like, like <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like when you tell me you're getting back with an ex. It's like, okay, buddy, let's agree to this. I wouldn't. I hey, that's different. <laughs> Are you that's, sure? That's. I didn't go back on my word. I didn't betray you. Although I don't think that either of them really betrayed each other. Yeah, I, no, I, it, it like they showed both sides of their like. Play. Well, didn't they agree to real. not date Kel? Yeah, I, I, yeah, but fair. Really, but really also, really... who's not gonna tap that? Come on, son. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's someone in the audience that's just like, uh, no, uh, actually, Chell would have actually had some Aztec herpes. You know what I mean? As terpes. As. No, but for real though, I. The, it's called the coochie of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. That sounds like a disease. Yes. That sounds like an actual disease. This sounds like a disease. <laughs> she it's got like, that Midas touch. Oh, shit. It's like blue waffles. It's like a different color. Ugh. It's got to be a disease. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, what were we talking about? Uh, the conflict. Uh, the, um, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of movies, like, try to do, like, the the conflict between two friends bit, but, like, they, hit, like, force it. Like, in this one, it felt... Like, it made sense. It felt it organic. Sense. Exactly. Like, oh, suddenly Miguel likes living where they are. And then, okay, that's kind of going against Tulio's interest. And then, boom. And then Tulio is like, um, and the, oh, there's there's a romance between him and Chell. Oh, that's against yeah. Miguel's interest. You know, and then that was. But then also, Miguel. Miguel, like, becomes the god, and he, like, really embrace. He's a good god. He's such a yeah. nice dude. <laughs> it was being a good god, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed, like, the scenes where he was playing with the kids and all that. That was nice. Oh, yeah. But, was but again, yeah, I, I, did it, I did like that it was simple. And um, it was, I think it was simple enough for audience members of all ages to understand what's yeah, going yeah. on. And, and there was a way to resolve it in finding again like a superseding goal um that goes beyond their that goes above both of their interests bro did the chief know chief yeah knew. no he did he knew yeah to err is to be human i don't know when he like mm -hmm. found out but like it was pretty obvious that he knew and right he was, like, with it. and he was just like yeah okay they're, he's he's pretty cool he's, they're pretty cool he's chill <laughs> Yeah. He can rule us. It's high. <laughs> it's high, bruh. Um, yeah. You guys have any more talking points? I, because I, um, I think we pretty much all of covered all of my notes. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it pissed me off they didn't tie down the gold on the <laughs> ship. I mean, at the same time. Well, I mean, that was like a last minute plan, wasn't it? Yeah, like, it, it was really kind of fun too. It was kind of sudden. Yeah, but they're like going out to sea and the gold is just fucking laying on top of it. Like, I guess so. They didn't have enough time to tie it down. But... How would they have gotten to sea? Maybe the. Oh, well, Wait. I mean, it's a river. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> that entrance doesn't lead to the ocean. <laughs> what if it did? But it, it didn't. Maybe they're. Okay. We saw where it led. We are looking this up. Aztec geography. Uh, okay, but the, the movie, the, the way God they went Jordan. didn't go to a, a, the ocean. Dude, okay, so if it's based on Tenochtitlan, Tenochtitlan is in a lake, 
Lake Texcoco. It's not based on Tenochtitlan, though. El Dorado's just... based on El Dorado. Oh, I, I don't know. I can't. Well, but the city of El Dorado is a thing. Like, it's a popular myth. It's not like a. So, I mean, they could have taken inspiration from Tenochtitlan, but I don't think we should use that as a baseline. Here, here I'm looking at El Dorado right now. I'm also now. an idiot, so, like, that's fair. I'm looking at the location of El Dorado right now. North, there's a lake. And the north of that is a little strait of sorts that feeds into the ocean. So if we're talking about the lake that we see in the movie, there probably was a little strait that fed into the ocean. And that's why they saw it as possible. And that's why otherwise they would have built the ship on a beach. Wait, are you talking? You know? Wait, are you saying you are you looking at the movie map or like a real map? I thought El Dorado was a myth. I'm looking at the real El Dorado, dude. Wait, what? I'm going to sound like an idiot. I could have sworn El Dorado was in, like, Baja, California. What? No. I thought El Dorado, the city of gold, was a fucking myth. Is El... El Dorado Uh... real? Huh. Maybe it is a myth. The dream of El Dorado, a lost city of gold, led many a conquistador on a fruitless trek into the rainforests and mountains of South America, but it was all wishful thinking. The golden one was actually not a place... But a person? What? What? El Dorado was the friendship the whole time. <laughs> Bro, it's the One Piece. It was friendship all along. Oh, it was literally One Piece. Yeah. Um, wait. But who was the person? The Golden One. Wow, I'm not going to read this because this is, looks long, but okay. apparently El Dorado was a person let me guess, according to a 2013. It was Chell. Bro, Chell got that golden booty i don't know <laughs> i believe it okay oh lord yeah. i think apparently the show was supposed to be like more sexualized initially but they had to tone it down oh we're looking this oh. up chell chell <laughs> like the scene that introduced her was like a bath scene hey original yeah original i mean i like i chell wasn't chell was super sexualized but she also wasn't like a ditzy like idiot so like yeah that's that pretty fine. real i mean people do people be horny and shit especially because chell is like the only person in a ancient aztec civilization with like any other thoughts and thoughts of her own so it kind of makes sense that she's like trying to get with tulio you know wait let me just share with you guys this art i don't think it was actually the original design for chell but like let me just show you guys this art let me just put it in the uh right. Let me just um, put it in the proper channel. So, channel um, well, let's I'm like, well, yeah, that's definitely. Oh, sure. Oh, what if Jordan? Was- in what world was that? You know, for a fact, that's damn well not an original design oh, for Chell. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I just wanted to share the artwork. You know what I'm You're saying? You're a damn troll. You're a damn <laughs> yeah. troll. I know. I didn't say okay. it was the original design. All right, I'm lads. Just... I think I think it's time to uh, wrap it up for this week. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. So, Jordan, uh, yes. first for you, I want your overall thoughts of the movie. Uh, I want you to rate it. Um, out of 10 armadillo balls uh and then i want you to give me your best and worst of the movie okay so 
Um, yeah, my overall closing thoughts is that it's a funny, exciting children's movie. Nice. Nice job. And there were enough mm-hmm. and there were enough jokes in there to still uh keep the attention of older audiences. Great. Perfect. Love that. Um but my ratings, again, they differ. Um if you if just you, overall, I don't want to, to, to like individual. But the thing is though, I can't rate it. Um I can't rate it without considering people calling it a musical. Yes, and you can. Just rate the it's movie not a that you want. Rate it as not a musical. Okay. If it's not a musical, I give it like an eight. Alright. Eight armadillo balls out of ten. Okay. Um because it um some of the conveniences were a little bit too convenient, and that's where Dr. Point for me. And then the the next point, Doc, I think, was um, its confusing portrayal of natives. Because <laughs> for me, it was like there was a certain point where I'm like, "Oh, do, do the people are the the people are just completely okay with their traditions changing because the gods say so? Because the supposed gods say so? It it was that easy for all of them? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's the gods. Like the, it's it's a kind of worship that we don't really know today. It's it's like you know, the, it's less about the tradition and more about the beings. True, true. Okay, anyways. but also I'm not as tech or any. I'm, I mean, I'm Greek, and that's what that was. I guess it was more about pleasing the gods than tradition. It was just doing whatever. Is necessary to appease them, but also I understand your point. I'm I don't know why that came up. Okay, <laughs> favorite and least favorite part. part of the movie. Yes, favorite part. I think uh, the ball game. Um, I forgot what it was called. I remember learning about it. Oh, I'd also like to mention that ball game was Mayan. Really, I was taught in world history that ball game is Mayan, not Aztec. Ooh, I at least I could have sworn. Yeah, I could have sworn it was at least because I remember seeing. Um, I remember seeing images in the textbook in, um, what was it, sixth grade? I remember seeing images in a textbook of, um, what do you call it, the setup, that same setup with two rings and two walls uh, with two high up rings. And I remember seeing that in Peru, you know, and not in Mexico or wherever it's supposed to be. Um, But otherwise, great scene, loved it, really fun. Um, I think my least favorite part was the sailing because I got motion sick. <laughs> I got a little ocean sick or motion sick from watching that part because of the waves and the, <laughs> the rocking of the boat. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty prone to that kind of thing. Intriguing. Yes, that is my overall thought. Fun, fun, fun. Joseph, as a second time watcher, uh, I want your overall thoughts. Uh, out of how many out of ten armadillo balls and your least favorite and favorite. Uh, yeah, overall thoughts. I like the movie a lot. It's very funny. Um, it's a, it's a, just a fun thing you can sit down and watch. Um, let's see. My favorite part, um, either like the, the intro, not like the, the opening bit, but like when you like meet, when you first meet Julio and Miguel. You gave me loaded dice. Yes. It's just such a good intro for That's them. That's such a good intro. Yeah. Either that or it's tough to be a god just because the song slaps and um it does. <laughs> I really the the sequence is fun, like the colors and everything. Um least favorite bit. 
Um, I guess just um, Cortez because he doesn't really do anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had a, I did take issue with that too, and that's also kind of why I dropped a couple points. I don't hate how they do Cortez. I just think that he's just kind of there, like, and he does kind of bring conflict like towards the end when he's about to go to the city, but like that's pretty like. Eh. And again, I would like I would have preferred if they used a not even close to historically accurate figure. A completely fictional figure that's a Fair. Spanish conquistador. I would prefer that because thinking about what the things Cortez did to the natives, it's like, eh, kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. Fair. Yeah. They could have had him menacing, but just a fictional character. But anyways, go on. Um, my rating, um, I think eight's a pretty uh, healthy rating for the movie. Eight armadillo balls out of ten. Eight. Um, so... Nice. Yeah, for me, um, overall, I really liked it. I mean, I'm a big, I mean, I, like, love Quentin Tarantino movies just because, like, dialogue gets me. And so I really just, like, the banter between them and their relationship really makes the movie for me. And that's, like, my, like, main focus of watching it. So, overall, I think it was really great. It had a couple not strong points. Like, the fact that I don't remember the music is probably not a great sign. But what? Yeah. Did you just say Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. yeah. Why? Oh, but I, I was just referencing dialogue because, like, oh, that's a, a big thing of, yes, a big thing of his movies is dialogue. Okay. And that's like a, like, a lot of people didn't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because nothing happens till the very end. But, like, I really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It wasn't about the that's, dialogue, yeah. No, that's, a, that's a whole other conversation. Um, so overall, I love honest. this movie. Um, I give it an eight point five on Medillo Balls Whoa. out of ten. Whoa, controversy! Kind of generous, kind of generous. I know it's okay. Uh, I, my favorite part is uh the intro as well. It's kind of perfect. I there's really nothing wrong with it. Um, not the song, but there the introduction of them is beautiful. Yeah. Um, my least favorite part, the jaguar. To be honest. It just didn't do it for me. Because, <laughs> like, so my thing it with Cortez, it would be Cortez if I didn't, like, like, so there was supposed to be sequels to this movie where it was just, like, Tulio and Miguel going after myths. Um, uh, cool. Uh, like, other, like, that was what it was intended to be, was Tulio and Miguel and um, Chell exploring the world. And so in my mind, I thought they were, like, setting Cortez up to be a bigger villain, you know? Like chasing them, oh, uh, that makes sense. But because it performed really w- badly and got bad reviews, uh, because of the inappropriate humor for children, um, and the lack of interest in hand animated movies around the two thousands, which is why we don't really see it a whole lot until recently, because anime is dope. Um, uh, dude, wait a so second. So, like, you know, I think Cortez was intended to be a bigger thing, um, but he wasn't. Dude. Yeah, that makes sense now, dude. Chell was Rosie Perez? Yes! I had no idea. I love Rosie Perez. That's that's pretty... Oh, I, I didn't like her in Birds of Prey. But uh, anyways... Oh. That, she Birds plays a Prey. good cop. She's just a good yeah, cop sure. character. Sure, sure. Okay, um, so... Alright, guys, it's time. We have rotated to me. It is my turn, my turn to give a recommendation. And you know what? We're, we're going to try it. We're going to try it, and it's going to be great. What are we doing, Trust Jordan? Me, this is going to work. <laughs> Twice. Yeah? 
What's twice? Oh my god. See, that's the point. <laughs> uh, what are we doing? This K-pop girl group from the that has debuted um, from the company JYP Entertainment that has um, been a group since 2015. Oh lord! They just came out with their latest uh, with their latest album, More and More, released on June 1st or June 1st, July 1st. Regardless, um, we are going to. I am going to set up the playlist. Um, it's gonna work. It's gonna be music videos. It's gonna be meme videos. It's gonna be introductions. It's gonna be, it's gonna be um, emotional emotional videos about their journey. It's about oh Lord. okay. <laughs> why I why I want to do yes. Why I want to do K-pop is because there's so much more to it than the music. You know what I mean? Why I feel like we can talk about it for so long is because it's more than you music. know what. It's about the experience. I trust yes, you and. Entirely. I, I'm terrified, but I put myself in your loving doting arms. It's about yeah, it's about emotional investment in these um in these people, whether or not they're exaggerating their personality traits. It's their own personality traits shown in these idols. And I feel like there's so much to talk about from um music video like theories, music video or and then like um the industry and um, how it compares to American uh, pop, and it's like I feel like I feel like this can happen. You know what I mean? So yes, we're gonna do I... Twice. Probably the probably the biggest girl group in Korea. They're pretty big around. They're pretty big around America, um, but like only if you're already into K-pop. Because I'm not I'm not counting Blackpink. <laughs> but Fair. this is gonna work. This is gonna All work. Right. Well, you know, um, yeah. Okay, join us next week, and we'll be doing uh, K-pop. Craig, what are your thoughts on this? Now recording.